Ghanaians. I saw how much Ghana owes. But I also found that apparently the Minister of Finance's company or former company is a transaction advisor to the monies we borrow. Mm -hmm. So as Ghana gets poorer, the Minister of Finance's company or former company gets richer. Mm -hmm. Is this what we want to continue in this country? Do we want to re elect people into office, give them their pay and their perks, and then allow them and their friends and their companies or their former companies to be the very beneficiaries of the woes of our country? This is not only about the Minister of Finance. This is about Parliament. Parliament, you must be ashamed of yourself. You have failed the people of Ghana. Because I don't think from the time of Nkrumah to date, whoever is the Minister of Finance should be benefiting every time our country goes to borrow money. Is that what happened under everybody in this country? What precedent are we setting? When I read the report, I was so broken. And I was like, do people know this? So I called four different people, some in civil society, some in government, some in the former government. And I said, oh, but this is general knowledge. And I'm like, it's general knowledge and parliament thinks it's okay. So whoever wins the next election will also set up their own companies and be the transaction advisors when we go and take a loan. What is wrong with us as a people? So the person's motive for even going for a loan for me now is not clear. Because every time we take a loan, their company makes money. Does this make sense to us as a people? Look, we have leaders of industry. Some who have been, you know, deprived of their finances. And in the meantime, the people who are sitting in power are stealing us blind. And all people can tell me is, oh, but this is general knowledge. What a shame. What a damn shame. When they are out of power, will they want whoever comes into power to repeat what they are doing? This is not NDC MPP. Parliamentarians, you are supposed to help us protect the public purse. You can't just go and sit there and vote, I am MPP, I am NDC. Vote your conscience you and, vote, and vote your constituency. What are you expecting the MPs to do? The MPs? Mm -hmm. But you cannot become the transaction advisor for going to take loans when you are the Minister of Finance. How is that possible? They are the legislators. If they won't speak up about it for the whole country, to, but for me taking time to read this, this much over the weekend and yesterday, I wouldn't know the details of this. So yes. now go and bring all the loans we have taken and show us all the transaction advices and see whether they have links to the presidency or the people who are the ministers, or the people who are in legislature. Why are we doing this to ourselves? What kind of nonsense is that? Hey. If there's a con conflict of interest. Conflict issues, of interest is where it starts. So, so Shrad should be on the ball on this one. And where are they? Where are they? Look, right now, Ghana has become each one for himself, God for us all. I was speaking to one of my staff yesterday. He said, boss, I went to buy gas. 14 kilo cylinder now is 152 Ghana cities. 150 Ghana cities to fill the cylinder. Two Ghana cities for the rubber. When I take 152 Ghana cities out of my 1,400, how much is left? Now water is going up. Electricity is going up. And some people who we have put into positions of authority are raping the country. Why? Why? You are leaving it for your children, and your children know you are doing this, and your children will come and tell other people's children that, Mo papa, mo bra. because you were stealing from the people. So those people whose parents did not steal from the people will be suffering. And your foolish children will come and tell those children, Mo papa, mo bra. What, what is this? And nobody wants to talk about it. Because if you talk about it, they'll, they'll impoverish you. Hey, Master. If nobody kills you, you'll die your own natural death. When we are calling for the termination of the appointment of Colonel Foriata, we are not just saying it with words. We also start negotiations with Parliament to expedite the action on the vote of censure. Because Parliament has initiated the steps already. 
We just don't want the finance minister out. We also want the finance minister to be arrested. You have seen how his companies has overtly benefited from all the mess that he has driven this country to. Anywhere in the world, the finance minister will be in jail by now. Anywhere. Anywhere in the world. To that effect, that we want the finance minister to be arrested. We don't, want, we don't only want him suspended. We want him arrested and prosecuted for all the mess that he's put this country through, for all the suffering he's put all of us through. Today, all of us can barely breathe because of the recklessness, the fiscal recklessness of Kenoforiata. We know that all through all the processes from 2017, even to date, from 2018 and 2019, and 2020 and 2021, the Honorable Ken no longer works with Data Bank. And all transactions that have been involved, which they have been transaction advisors, has been made public. Parliament is aware, even with all records. And so the continual influence from some media practitioners to want to make the government unpopular, I think that we need to be able to set the record straight. The Honorable Ken Ofriata is not working with Data Bank. Data Bank is an already established institution in this country. Right, so you've been listening to some people who have been uh, commenting on their grievances with the finance minister, and in fact, and his dep- one of his deputies, um, whose companies, companies they have shares in, I think that's the correct way to put it, companies they have shares in um, have been parts of the, you know, Eurobond processes and make a, make a profit, so to speak. And so you've been listening to Kwesi uh, Che Dakwa, KKD, popularly known. And then you also hear, heard from uh, Asepa. Um, then you heard from Pilegrave Gwache of uh, Data Bank, you see. Uh, he's, I think he's in government now. He's working as the, yes, he's not of uh, Data Bank. He's working in governments in the position of uh, advisor or spokesperson on security and some other matters. Uh, let me begin with uh, Professor Lord Mensah. Um, what do you make of these sustained accusations? They've been, they've been, these accusations have been made for a very long time. Um, even on this platform, people have made it, but it does appear that um, KKD has accentuated it and has attracted the finance ministry issuing a statement to clarify uh, what the situation should be. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, you know, I will, I, will, I will take this back to our constitution and how the finance ministers are appointed. Now, there's a huge gap in our constitution as to what we can determine as conflict of interest. For me, if you leave me, we should look at some of these, our laws, and make them dynamic. Our laws are so fixed to the extent that when things change, I mean, we are not able to act in a way to reflect what is on the ground. Now, if you look at what is happening in on the ground, clearly, Penn was an owner and at a point, the same as a manager, which you know we normally use in the literature, we call it um, owner-manager. So he's an owner at the same time a manager. But then when he became a finance minister, he says, fine, I'm no more a manager again. But, I mean, the ownership is still in there. And even if it's not a direct ownership, there's a history, an attachment to that company. And if you leave me, I will say that even to appoint a finance minister, we shouldn't have anybody who has had a history with the financial space. Something. Do you know how, you know, we had problems with our banks? The banks at the point in time, every bank you pick in this country, you will get a board member 
who has worked at Bank and Bank of Ghana before. So ex-Bank of Ghana official who has a strong tie with you know um, the bank, which I mean effectively can help in a way to maneuver or have access to funds that supposedly the banks are not supposed to have. So effectively, we have problems as far as, you know, our constitutions are, you know, concerned and how we appoint, you know. The constitution has been made in such a way that, you know, there's a kind of a belief which puts all Ghanaians to behave rationally. And I can tell you that as far as human beings are concerned, you always get the irrational ones. So, in order to avoid some of these things, I would have looked at it this way. Let's not appoint any finance minister who has worked with, you know, a bank before, who has, you know, interest in the financial space, be it historically or currently. So, um, it has to do with the gap. So, 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 Prof, experience doesn't matter. And some of these people, and some of these people, some of these people, they come with a certain personality that even helps, you know, your your management of your finances. You see, there's a difference between managing a public finance and then managing a corporate finance. The restrictions that you have at a corporate level, it's not the same as the, uh, you know, the, 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 the public space. The public space, you have the accessibility, you are you are public, you know, spender. In the end, you have control, which sometimes can go in excesses. So over there, you look into the, the box very well. You look at somebody. I mean, Sir Tekpe was a finance minister. Was he having a bank? But that's, was he having any investment institution? But it shouldn't always be that. Most of the no, people, but, most of the people who have the expertise would have had some sufficient time in, in, in private, you know, service. Private service, but then what is the history? This man was, you know, um, what do we call it? Was an owner of a bank and a manager at the same time. Immediately he became a finance minister, even at the veteran. I mean, he said he's no more working with the bank again. Yeah, he but has he left about owner. four years before that or so. That's fine, but he has history in there. He has an interest in there. Yeah, he has which, shares, I mean, that's all right. Which effectively you can, you can, you cannot compromise. At the end of the day, we shouldn't overlook some of these basic things when mm. we are making appointments. That is what I would say. So you say you say you blame it on the constitution. I don't the understand question. that. If you can explain, because the constitution in um, Article two eight four says that a public officer shall not put himself in a position where his personal interest conflicts. Or is likely to conflict with the performance of the functions of his office. That is when he's a rational being or a rational agent occupying that office. At the point where he becomes irrational, what do we do? So there's a huge gap in that regard. And I can tell you that let's look back into you know our constitution and then look at how we can change some of this open statement which at the end of the day people are taking advantage of it day in and day out and in the end is causing the country big time. And so for me for the finance minister to stand in between um, a transaction a company that he's related to a company that he has ties to and then at the end of the day that company serving as a financial advisor in a way I mean it won't control, I mean, the kind of borrowing we do. At the end of the day, we're going to grow to a point where the country will develop what I call, you know, um, a bond maniac. Maniac to bond issue. Because when the bond is issued, that is when you're going to get, you know, that kind of um, um, fees on it to keep, you know, his company going. So, in the end, let's look at the constitution and then if we are appointing an officer, we make sure that the officer's history to maybe any of the financial institutions or investment institutions will not be more less than 10 years. Hmm. Um, some say that we may get into a situation where the best qualified will not show up to take up these jobs because even if their resignation will not be enough, 
and that by resigning, we still insist that their companies will not participate in businesses that they have been known to do all the time and for which we have seen their expertise and called them into government, then we will not have the best people joining uh, government to help. Uh, Martin, what do you say? Um, the legal issues certainly are also important, but people are raising uh, other matters. They say, for example, let me read to you this and then get your comment. Uh, uh, Dr. Lloyd Amwa of the University of Ghana says that the defense of the Ministry of Finance is heavy on verbiage and misses the conflict of interest question. If you are linked to companies and leave and get into a position of influence, it is prudent to keep your former company out of any dealings involving you directly or indirectly. The merit argument cannot wash, given the history our republic's uh, political economy. You cannot, for example, stack the cabinet fully with only your relatives simply because they merit it. It is these same, you know, fucked tongues, fucked tongues, uh, fucked tongue and immoral politicians who turn around and want and have institutionalized presidential tickets made up of an Akan and another usually minority ethnic group. In such an instance, they conveniently forget their dodgy, frothy, dubious merit principles. Politics as a way of making otherwise intelligent folk completely insane. Uh, inane? In our republic, peculiarly interests, interest-blinding politicians has a very long, sordid history. We ought to pay attention. Yes, Martin. Yes, Sam. Good. Listen, let me, we need to go a bit into the history, okay, of uh, this whole uh, bond market specialist where Ufuriata has taken advantage to make about 160 million for his company, Data Bank. We need to go a bit into the history, but before then, let me say clearly that I subscribe to the view that the politicians are also fiduciaries. If you go into the literature out there, in governance, there is that debate. In America, they say they are not exactly fiduciaries. The British subscribe. So when we say fiduciary, what do they expect? That you will take care of the assets that are entrusted uh, to you as your own. So the question is that, if Ophoriata was taking care of the bonds that we are raising as his own, would he be giving his own company the opportunity to trade and to have made 160 million uh, by this time? I see an absolute no. Sam, that's just a tip of the iceberg. Let's go into the history of this matter. Look, let me tell you something. I bounced the uh, uh, explanation of with uh, an industry player. <laughs> you know why he said. He laughs, ah, quack, 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 quack. He just laughs and says, Martin, you're a small boy. You don't understand what's happening. Point number one. Look, Black Star Securities, uh, Edu Bwahin's uh, company, had next to zero market share at the time they were made part of this whole uh, bond uh, listen, what do you call it? acquisition and sale process. Let me repeat. You see, this is what happened. In 2015, under the previous regime, they had the Ghana fixed income market, okay, where Strategic African Securities, that's Toby Affairs Company, Stambic Bank, and Backlist were the joint book runners. They were the joint book runners, so they were responsible for this. And they had previous experience. Everybody knows that Tobey Affede started, started with Ofuriata, that's Data Bank. He was first with Data Bank, and then subsequently he moved on to form his own company, that's the Strategic African Security. So these were the companies, three, Data, sorry, um, Strategic African Securities, Stambic Bank, and Barclays. They were doing these trades, okay? And adv uh, advising government 2015. 
their tenor ended in 2017. Then Sam, please let viewers listen to this carefully. When their tenor ended in 2017, then Oforiata as finance minister, they reconstituted this team, reconstitution, where they elbowed out strategic African securities. They elbowed them out. Everybody knows Toby Afeda has been in this industry for God knows how long. They were elbowed out, and then GCB Bank and Fidelity Bank were brought in. Then Sam, watch the catch. That is when they now also gave the uh, Black Star the opportunity, that's Edubuahin's company, to also trade. So they had the opportunity to trade up to. So you see that the, 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 the explanation they gave, it shows 2019, 2020, and onwards. Sam, single question, and I'm daring the finance ministry. They should show us Black Star Securities trading share in 2017. How did they qualify before you come to 2019? They should show us. Ah, do why he was working here with a very small company in his armpit. Huh? Ah, I mean, come on, we've seen him before. He was working with a company in his armpit. It was a very small company, next to nothing. So they should show what are the statistics in 2017 at the time they came into office well, in respect of Black Star uh, Life Security. They were next to nothing. Then, because the joint book runners was reconstituted where SARS was elbowed out, which I think is against the constitution, Article 35H. I think, Sam, earlier on, you, registered, you mentioned the constitution. So I think mm. the part that the state shall take steps, uh, is that 35H, yes. Mm. The state shall take steps to er uh, eradicate corrupt practices and the abuse of power. Right. The question is, how was Toby Afedes' company elbowed out? When the attorney ended in 2017, was it on merit? How did Black Star Life Securities get in? Edu Bwahin, Deputy Finance Minister, how did this company get in? So they did that, having muzzled out these people. Then they gave Black Star Line the opportunity to trade and to get a huge market share. Then they now came to the next step and said they are appointing the bond specialist. So by then, Edu Bwahin's company has. Uh, accumulated enough experience and a big market share. So that's how come you see Edu Bwahin's company there. And I'm telling you, Sam, on authority, let's go and review what was the profile of Black Star Line Securities in 2017, 2018. Then you will see. So look, the industry players just said that, uh, look, Martin, this paper, this explanation from Minister of Finance, dated 1st June 2021. They said, throw it in the dustbin. The guy laughs, uh, quack, 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 and say, you guys, you are small boys. You are just ignorant. We are ignorant. So, Sam, you see, That's we don't it. know. We are just uh, scratching at the surface. We don't mm. understand. Look, the mm. other things I was taking through, then I saw that, look, this is a mafia game. Complete mafia game. The other things I was told, I don't mm. think there's time to go through that. But the key thing, if anybody is doubting it, 2017, what was the profile of Black Star Line Securities? Edu mm. Bwahin, Deputy Finance Minister, his company. What was it? Mm. Okay, so you can't do that as a state right. and Oforiata at the mm. helm. So when you say you don't see conflict of interest, you don't see breach of, uh, I mean, when I say you not use them, of course, you, you are a strong advocate mm. that we should stop this. I'm talking about, is it Pelgrave Wachitankwa? He had the temerity to come and give that explanation. Pelgrave Wachitankwa should tell that to the Marines. We are not kids. Or they think that we cannot go and ask industry players, look, Sam, I beg you, do one thing, do FM, you owe us one thing. Organize a full session for the industry players to come and educate Ghanaians. Then you will see the TV. <clears throat> then you will see the TV. As Gabi said, <clears throat> sole sourcing is what? TV. And that's practically what was done in this case. Because before they reconstituted the thing in 2019, <clears throat> what was the profile of okay. Black Star Line Security? Uh, all right. So, so so you you catch catch your breath there uh, yes, as you what? say some of the industry players are sending me messages and saying that you are absolutely right uh, what is the last thing you want to say Sam, just one fact so if you look at the table Oforiata is saying he has just 11 percent in data bank please that one to tell it to the marine you see that a certain company the data bank foreign company has 60 something percent um 60 something percent of the shares in data bank Let's go to Seychelles. 
they should bring out the beneficial owners of data bank the foreign company that has the biggest share then you see the real people please let's stop deceiving Ghanaians. so kkd was right on point and you see when adongo first started this thing about a year a year and a half ago a lot of us didn't understand but that is where follow the money you will then see the rod the tv Okay. Uh, Martin, thanks for your for your input. Yes, let me come to the studio, and I think that um, I should have um, I should have uh, I should have you speak last. Yes. Okay. So uh, my learned senior had dealt with the, the bulk of the matches, but you see, like they always say, the devil is actually in what the details. Is that what the point is? My senior Martin says that, look, if you go to the records, the records will show that, yes, it's true, the NDC brought the issue of the Ghana fixed income market in 2015 and appointed three joint book runners, uh, Barclays, now called APSA, Stambik, and uh, um, the, the, the third SES. In 2017, this two-year contract came to an end. At that time, Ken Oforiata had assumed the position as Ghana's finance minister. Now came the point of reconstitution of the book runners. Now catch it. For the first time, Data Bank was introduced into That's the... Right. Please, 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 relax, relax. For the first time, Data Bank was introduced into the conversation as a non-bank financial, you know, company involved. So three, Blaster Brokerage, who owns it? Obviously, the deputy finance minister at that time. Then you have uh, IC Securities. Then you have, uh, uh, of course, Data Bank as the non-bank. Already remember that there are some banks that were doing it even under the previous. But like my senior pointed out, SES were elbowed out. Now, if you look at the numbers, and that is where you begin to see the abuse of power, the issues of money, as alluded to by KKD. Look, in the year 2017, if you pick the numbers, you notice that on the buy side, you know, there is always a buy and sell side of the bond market. On the buy side alone, Data Bank was doing over 100 million, 100 million Ghana cities on the buy side. If you look, Blaster had zero million Ghana cities. They were not at all. So in 2019, you notice that Blast, uh, Data Bank now moved, catch it, from 100 million to 1.25 billion Ghana cities on the buy side alone. Now, this is where it becomes tricky. For the first time, Blaster, that had just come in, now moved from 0 million Ghana cities to 843 million Ghana cities, bonds that they traded alone. Then in the year 2020, Data Bank now moved from the, uh, the 2,700 million to now 1.58 billion Ghana cities bonds they are trading. Now Blaster, that had zero in 2017, now moved to 1.95 billion. 1.95 billion. That is the volume of bonds that they traded. So if you look at just the, the statement released by the ministry, you not get it. It is when you go to the bond market itself, that is when you begin to see the activities of these two companies. And incidentally, the owners of these two companies are the principal managers of the economy. One thing that we need to ask when it comes to a conversation about conflict of interest, in 2019, that was where, for the first time, the Ministry of Finance created what is now known as the bond market specialist. It never existed. Now, when the Ministry of Finance created this whole portfolio arrangement, they then contracted three companies, IC Securities, Blaster Brokerage, and Data Bank. Who employed who? So the finance minister, who is a beneficial owner of the shares of Data Bank, employs his own company, as a bond specialist to himself, decided the fee to be paid to Data Bank and now pays Data Bank after work. What more is there to conflict of interest than this? 
Now come the, the, his deputy now elevated to the status of, you know, a minister of state in charge of the finance ministry. He has a company called Blaster Brokerage Advisory Services. It is 95% owned by Blaster Holdings. Blaster Holdings is owned by Charles, uh, 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 what shall I say, Charles Edubwai. 5% of the shares are owned by his brother, Christopher Edubwai. So 100% of Blaster is owned by the Edubwais. Look at... So his resignation doesn't matter. Indeed, it because they are the beneficial owners. But you know even what is even more shocking? Senior, I want any Ghanaian listening to me today to do a request for information to the Registrar General and find out whether the finance minister, by reason of the new companies act, had even been filing his beneficial owner filings to the Registrar General. None whatsoever. Charles Edubwahi has not equally done so. So as we speak, on the books, they are still the holders of those shares. How do you know that? We have done our own work. You know, he came to parliament and lied. So we're preparing the perjury thing against him. And so we have to do our searches. It is shocking what these two individuals within the finance ministry have basically you, done. You made an information, uh, request for information, and you got these uh, answers when? <laughs> we got these answers in 2021. 2021. And nothing had been... So you would not know no, by no, now. No, 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 I'm monitoring. Don't I, worry. I'm, I'm even, it's, I'm a even, trap, it's a trap I'm setting. I'm, it's okay. It's okay. I'm even, it's okay. I'm Don't grow further. I'm even asking this on the basis that what you're saying mm. is taken for granted because you don't show us the proof of what you have done. Okay, so when he came before the appointment committee of parliament, he raised certain issues and I do not want to disclose my client. So we had to intervene just to prove to him that he lied under oath. And we did a search. And the results showed that Blaster, he is 95% shareholder and the brother is 5% shareholder. As it stands, nothing has been done. And so when the finance ministry issued that statement, I don't know whether it's in response to the concerns raised by KKD. It's like they didn't know what they were talking about. They didn't know. And, and you see... Uh, there is this uh, honorable MP that I need to applaud on your show. Theresa Wune, MP for Kainkwe North. Consistent with this probe, she found an urgent question on the floor of Parliament. And that one, it was limited to our Eurobond conversation and how much. And if you look at the answer that Finance Ministry itself provided, but that one detailed how much money they have made by ways of fees. That's right. And from all indications, data bank alone, if you look at the commission, is over 158 million Ghana cities. Now tomorrow... Is it 157 or 58? 58. Okay. Um, I saw it then. Let me look at it again. Today, today, mm. government hype men and government communicators will tell us that, oh, our finance minister doesn't take salary. <laughs> if my company, of which I'm the beneficial owner, Right, had made over 150 something million in the space of four years or five years. I don't need salary. So the point ought to be made that mm. the period. Okay, so it was um, it was 159. 59. Sorry, yes, I really 159. Point <clears throat> right. Yes. So, mm. senior, the point I am making is that the issue of the bond market specialist. It's a creation by Keno Foriata and Chase Dubwain. And catch it. For the first time, they recruited themselves, companies that they are beneficial owners of the shares, to become bond market specialists. And you know what the bond market specialist does? They basically like they are wholesalers of the bonds. Then once they get the bonds, they will now sell it to the, the auctioneers, the what you call uh, uh, retailers. And so they make the money and they buy the bonds at a discounted rate and now sell it and make money. Look. Well, what do you say to the President fact Akufado, that before then, President Akufado, I remember in his inauguration, made the point that if you want to make money, government is not the place to make money. Mm. Go to the private sector. Yeah, and he's saying that even and, before the inauguration. And I've made the point mm. that, senior, if Kenoforiata, for instance, had remained 
in his private sector and he's taking advantage of the situation to make his money, I have no problem. Mm. Do you it think sincerely same. do you think sincerely that it is fair that before their government took office, sure. they were in this business. Of course, if you take a, a Black Star brokerage out be, because of the genesis that you Which and you Martin know we can't take have given, okay, that they were in this business. Is it fair to now look at them? And now some people are even raising issue and say that when they were in opposition, we remember the circumstance where there was a debt that, uh, call it a Kufuado debt, that it took Data Bank, you know, the to, last minute intervention. Yes, it took Data Bank to come to the rescue. That the president clearly, you know, is seeking Beneficial. to get these people to recoup. As How they recoup. spent on him? Yeah. Is, and, it, is it fair mm. on the basis of the fact that they had been doing this all along before the the one power? You see, the conversation is even beyond the question of fairness not the criminality. Because like Senator Martin pointed out, this is Gabi Asori Chidakun likening soul sourcing to stealing. How did these three companies, and remember that they... Let's ignore that because he hasn't changed. The soul sourcing still goes on. <laughs> <laughs> when they were in opposition, they insisted that soul sourcing is a way to steal. But exactly. unfortunately they've come no, but, and they are still soul sourcing even cathedral no, projects. But, uh, but yeah. you see, the mm -hmm. point I'm making is that the question of the bond market specialist. Data Bank had never been a bond market specialist. It's a creation of 2019. So what? Okay. So the let's, question of let's fairness from, let's, let's is the point now. that let's, his role mm. as a finance minister, the person in charge of our, you know, the public finances of this country. And you say, Lord Mercer, raised the, uh, is it Lord Mercer, Dr. Yes, Lord Mercer? Yes. Raise a very important, I need to dovetail. Mm. He wants to possibly put the blame on the constitution. Yes. But if you look in the superior wisdom of the framers of the 1992 constitution, they envisage a situation of this nature and provided constitutional safeguards. Mm. What happened is that the watchmen of this country went to sleep. I represented Bujajinfi. When the issue of the famous Kenborn, the 2.25K, and we went to Shraj. Shraj in that report, all being set aside, raised an issue that our finance minister's role in the financial sector is a cause for concern. We all went to sleep. We, look, my... The but but, but as, as a lawyer, the question I want mm. to ask you is this. We deal with laws. We are a country of laws. This is a rule of law country. <laughs> so, the Constitution says, mm. a public officer shall not put himself in a position where his personal interest conflicts or is likely to conflict with the performance of the functions of his office. Mm -hmm. You know that once, even if they were still in the companies that they, we are talking about, as in into the day-to-day -day running of the companies, the rules provide an opportunity for them to make full disclosure. And then they would have cured the question of conflict when matters to deal with the states came before the companies. In this situation, they have resigned. But beneficial owners proceed. So have they not satisfied the law? No, they have not. And I'll explain why. Who determines how much fee is paid to the bond market specialist? The two gentlemen. Who procured the services of these three companies, including IC Security? The two gentlemen. And you see, in the spirit of transparency, to raise the conversation, maybe to cure, what you do is that you raise, you allow persons who are not you to take the decision on fee payment. In the spirit of transparency, what you do is that you publish the individual contracts for the whole public to critique it. None of this. And in fact, these things are shredded in secrecy. How do you cure conflict of interest with opacity? It okay. is never done. Thank you. Yes, John. Um, the 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 public the public uh, reaction yeah. uh, is one that suggests that you know the government doesn't understand or appreciate what is going on. I read to you earlier, uh, Dr. Lord Amwa's um, you know comments. Yes. Uh, there's also this comment by uh, Kofi Asari.
and he says in the public sector context a conflict of interest is a situation where a conflict arises between public duty and private interest the issue is never whether or not data bank was in the business in the past that is a propaganda to dilute the real issue the real issue is here whether by being a beneficial owner of data bank the private interest of the finance minister is likely to affect any decision he makes while he is in that public office especially at a time data bank has become the darling boy contractor under that ministry and its agencies i believe a potential conflict of interest situation could arise and he says don't forget the man paid the two million mpp debt to prudential bank while in opposition he certainly isn't an ngo well um something uh, i must say that uh, discussing this topic also puts me in a huge conflict position <laughs> I like that. and uh, i better disclose it before <laughs> <laughs> I'm also taking on. Why some of your companies are involved in government business? No, I mean I serve as deputy to this uh, bosses. Uh, uh, the two names that are being um, all right. Uh, That's mentioned understood. at the moment, That's and understood. so my comments uh, have to be very measured. Um, let me put on record that it is within the laws for citizens to be worried about conflict of interest situations for public office. Mm. And whether it is actual, perceived or potential, they are matters that have to be dealt with so that we can restore confidence in our public sector. And so I don't have any difficulty when people raise legitimate issues, whether it's about me or any of my uh, bosses. My only difficulty is when people want to go ahead of, the people want to raise questions and answer it in their own way and based on the same answer they personally give, then they want to crucify you. To be fair and honest, uh, everybody in this country knows that Mr. Ken Oforiata has been with Data Bank for a very long time. And there has never been an occasion where he has hidden this. And so it's a fact. And everybody, like you rightly said, everybody will come to government with a certain background. You're either in the finance space or in a different space, and you are given a responsibility. And whether coincidentally or, or, or by, by wisdom, before even your appointment is given to you, they want to check your background and know where your expertise are before they appoint you. So in most cases, you are appointed into public services, uh, public sectors to work in areas where it is perceived that you have certain level of advantage. And so we are going to continue to have people with certain background and leakages and experience in our public services and public appointments. So this will not be the last time. That is why I'll be very happy if we can have this discussion in a very objective level and you see, and see how best we can use the law to resolve these matters rather than calling people names giving a dog a bad name and hanging it but respect to the facts which uh, I, I, I disagree with um, my friend uh, uh, Eduji in, in, in 2012 Mr. Ken resigned from Data Bank and he made it public everybody in Ghana knows he resigned he insists that he's a beneficial owner. Yeah, he has shares. Yeah, he has shares, yes, but not as a director. He resigned. We know that he resigned and announced that he's out. In 2014, under President Mahama, his first uh, Eurobond, they did uh, industry uh, selection to pick about three book runners. And it was led by EDC, Ecobank, Data Bank, which plays second, and SAS Securities, the one uh, Senior Martin says belongs to Togo Afede. Now, these were the three book runners in 2014 for Ghana under President Mahama. Okay, so 
it is not because NPP is in government or because he became Minister of Finance that a company he has worked in before or continues to have shares before became a, a, a book runner or part of our euro market. These are matters that have always been known. Now, I think we must all come to a level where we say or we have some level of dealings. Because if you look at our laws, the constitution you read, and it is even made clearer in the Companies Act, where it is said that there must be a cure for conflict of interest. Because the people you put on every board may have interest in certain transactions that come to the board. Mm. How do you cure it? And it is provided in the Act. In some cases, you the way to, to cure it is not to appoint those people to those boards. That is one option. Uh, like the CDD, Agree. the CDD's uh, former uh, Professor Jima, Jima yes. is saying that the, the Council of State member mm. who has been inter- indicted by special, special prosecutor, prosecutor, appointing her to the Ports and Harbors Authority oh. was, was wrong. The president shouldn't have done that because you know that she's a major stakeholder there. Uh, uh, but you see... That is what I referred to earlier, the wisdom in our appointment. Where in most cases, we look at your background and where your strength is to go there and help. And unfortunately, we don't look at the negative side. But the same people could go there with a lot of expertise and experience to help lift up the place. So we have to have this discussion with that mindset of how do we improve it and make our laws better. So yes, recusing yourself could be one of it, but also full disclosure of your interest and excusing yourself for the processes to be followed, for due processes to be done, but yet everybody knowing that you are still part of that company is also right in law. Now, I will not seek to give judgments the way listening to KKD and some people the way they always want to go. Uh, I know in this country that Black Star Holding and Data Bank are public knowledge for every Ghanaian that these are companies that our two finance ministers have worked in before or continue to have relationships. Mm-hmm. How do we want to treat such a situation? This is what we must all understand. When, um, you are standing uh, like a stiff man. No, well, in this position, <laughs> what else do you want me to stand? Uh, when the uh, former finance minister oh, under oh, Professor oh. Mills, what's his name? Uh, the banker. Um, Dufo. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. When he became finance minister, he had banks in the country. How did he work? Yard Bank, Unibank. Unibank, uh, with branches. So, uh, I mean, in that sense. Okay. So, and, and, and not just buying, he had insurance. He had all kinds of interest in the financial space. How did, and I believe his appointment was based on the fact of his performance or experience in that sector. So, how going forward as a country, how do we want to manage with picking people with experience in a particular sector and at the same time ensuring that? Conflict of interest situations are addressed within the law. Do you remember, I will advise. Yeah, okay, give, give your advice. And that ask those who are so pained mm. by the current situation should go to court or either the Supreme Court or High Court so that we can all be guided. Because I, as far as I am concerned, these two uh, public officers have acted within the law. They even at their vettings, they have disclosed this, they've been questioned. Every information has been put out there. Mm. All of a sudden, it's turning out to be. Another unheard of situation. Do you so remember, we must do you remember by how the in opposition you used to raise issues about Unibank and how it was doing some business with the government? You oh. were so unhappy, the NPP. And that was when Anando made that promise. You, you see, well, people take you for your words. Okay. Uh, in fact, anybody who said it at the time would have cause to say it. Anybody saying it today would have cause to say it. I'm saying that going forward. And that's why I even referred mm. to him that as a finance minister and with all his experience and background anybody will have to question so, why so what this is going should on? we keep what it what we have now or when you suggest that some people should go to court and yes, the rest if of, they think I, what is going i don't on. see what the court aspect will be yes. but i'm asking what do you think should be done because people are asking uh, you may resign you may recuse yourself you may make a disclosure and then recuse yourself when decisions are going to be made in which a company that you have interest in is involved. But if you are the final authority mm. and you are recusing yourself, whoever is taking your place will still have at the back of their mind that they cannot do something against you. Or you may have actually given them instructions that, you know, yes, I'm recusing myself, but make sure that uh, Data Bank is catered for. If you don't do that, 
you you will suffer and the person will not come out and tell the world that this but, is what happened yes but but the reality is that this uh, special bond market specialist that we talk about mm. the selection was not even done by ministry of finance mm. it was done by bank of ghana based on industry uh, oh, but why? <laughs> you are here as a lawyer. You know there's a uh, separate of powers, uh, and everybody it. has its limits to authority. First of all, the bonds so you are let raised, me the bonds are raised by government of Ghana through and not through Bank of Ghana. Oh, please, you know who? it. And the minister through the Bank of Ghana. The volume. It's you okay. Know it. It's okay. I'm, uh -huh. I'm saying that I, these are facts. These are things everybody know, and I'm saying this is not the first time we have been here. And we, it may not be the last time because uh, uh, you, when you come to government as a lawyer, you may be put at the ages, yeah. and maybe your 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 firm may be required to give That's an it. advice. So we just uh, have to have a broader we, understanding we, we of have, how we manage. We have it. the OSP issues. Mm. Let's not forget. Okay. And we have just a very limited time to deal with that. So um, let me get this one. I'm getting only um, Professor Lord Mensah to to pronounce on it quickly. Then we move on to mm. the OSP. There's a suggestion, include, including by, I think, a Professor Kokua Sari, that let's, let's create the government departments and empower them with the expertise to do these businesses so that you don't have to give it to private companies. Um, if we want to do things, Attorney General's department will do a lot of work for us when it comes to law, the legal things that we need. Nobody has the expertise better than the Attorney General's Department. Maybe Attorney General's Department may decide that they want, um, what do you call it, uh, external lawyers to do some work around it. But the bulk of the work is not given to external lawyers. Is it possible to build such an, a unit within the state that will be doing this since we are likely to be borrowing to whenever? Yes, Prof. We should. Mm -hmm. We should. We should. Hello, can you hear me, please? Yes, please. We can hear you. Yes, of course. You see, usually when bonds are being issued, you anticipate that the mediators are not supposed to be, I mean, all the owners of the mediation I mean, entity are not supposed to be uh, those of interest in the whole bond. So effectively, we can create a special purpose vehicle for this, pur this purpose for which they will be a standard measured, you know, um, financial entity to mediate on behalf of the state and whatever, I mean, bond we try to issue. So for me, we can have those, 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 uh, I mean, structures down. Okay. And that should be able to help us. I'll share just a few messages with you and then we move on to special prosecutor for your very uh, brief comments. Um, um, Kojo says that, please, you are still on air. Kojo says that, when Data Bank worked with the finance ministry before 2017, there was no suggestion of conflict of interest. But when the founder became finance minister, a conflict was immediately created. Remember, the provision of the constitution says, likely, real or likely, must be avoided. At this point, should Data Bank still be involved in business with the finance ministry? This is a conflict that is incurable as long as the finance minister remains beneficial owner of data bank just making the conflict public knowledge does not remove the undue advantage the public officer officers private company enjoys and now just look at the facts under this finance minister our debt stock has ballooned from one two two billion to three three five billion and data bank has benefited from the incursion of so much of this debt. As finance minister, how motivated has he been to pursue solutions other than borrowing? Then um, Frank Anderson says, the real question we should be asking John Kuma is, if in opposition, he claims Ken's firm was still involved in the space, why have they kicked out other players with better track record than Data Bank and Blackstar Brokerage. We are not stupid people. Let people 
not misconstrue our silence for stupidity. Then uh, Felix says, uh, Charles is a Dubuahensi, in fact, a business partner of Ken of Oriata. His company, Black Stars Holding, has shares in enterprise insurance, also partly owned by Ken of Oriata through Data Bank. Black Stars Holdings uh, bought those shares from Sanlam, Sanlam Insurance, which is a South African company. Um, so, uh, PK in Elembele says that, in fact, the effect of the collapse of the banks in Ghana under the government far outweighs how the government is defending their actions. Many jobs were lost. Depositors lost their, cap their capital. Many couldn't withstand the shock and died. Today, Namwan has gone scot-free. No, he hasn't. Could he... <laughs> Have done this. Could he have done this in former President Rawlings' regime? Uh, okay, so that is a question you ask to end the message that you sent. Then uh, Asante says, um, he says that how about the AG's department acting as transactional advisor to government and the state? Won't this solve the so-called alleged conflict of interest uh, now in the future? Because as a principal legal advisor to the government and the state, the AG's office should be able to perform that transactional advisor, advisory role as it does always on all other legal matters to the government. That's the point that's been shared. Thank you. Um, Wisdom says, please uh, look at expert McCarthy. Uh, we had our favorite saying there that, quote, justice must not just be done, but it ought to be seen to be done, end quote. If uh, you would recall, in the Dimes versus Grand Junction uh, Canal case, a decision of a judge was quashed simply because, unknown to him, he owned, he owned shares in the company of the party he ruled against. This finance uh, minister matter is appalling and we all um, we are all to blame for this as a society. Uh, read the final one. Musa Abatoa says, the banking sector cleanup was a lazy exercise uh, they have done. It's smeared with the corruption and mismanagement. If Ghana were to be a personal company of President Akufuado and Baumia, I don't think they will spend $25 billion to collapse instead of spending $9 billion to uh, keep a business afloat. We have only 10 minutes uh, to go. Martin, I'll begin this with you. Uh, briefly, what do you say um, about the chiefs uh, from the woman who has been indicted by the OSP's report, uh, the chiefs in her region? Uh, have come out, uh, and they are not happy with the OSP. They say he should reverse what he has done. We also have the special prosecutor who has issues um, and says this should not have been issued. Then uh, people are now referring us to why the president shouldn't have appointed this woman to uh, the board after all, because uh, Ms. Asuma Hene actually put up a building for these chiefs, a massive project for these chiefs in the region. And when it was being inaugurated with the president in attendance, he said, she said she had done it on behalf of the president. Uh, please unmute. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, the last statement that she had built the edifice on behalf of the president underlines the influence that she wields. She's really Cleopatra in the uh, food import industry, frozen chicken. Real Cleopatra of a lot of power. Sam, let's repeat mm. something. That yeah, building, please, it's no small building. One, an auditorium to contain 600 persons, and then courtesies for the chiefs. Is it seven or 11? They are named there. And a lot of other facilities. Auditorium taking 600 people, Cortesis for all the chiefs, their traditional council when they go for their meetings. So there's cortesis. no crime in philanthropy. 
Obviously, yes, Sam. Uh, ask yourself who gives such huge sums of money for free? She's not Father Christmas, not at all. And let's quickly add that, and I mentioned it, Sam, in 2019, this is uh, Mrs. Eunice Jacqueline Asumahini. Her companies were involved in evading tax August 2019. The GRA staff, specifically the custom staff, did an operation. They raided her and other companies and found evidence. So she had to pay that tax. And Sam, I'm saying that there was a Joy FM reporter on that mission. Joy FM, you should air that uh, video. And uh, some people are scared. Please, look, listen, this fight, eh, you will die anyway. I like you see, we've been saying it, and KKD repeats it. Look, we should not be afraid of death. Death can come anytime, even in your room. You can lie in your room and still die. So, Joy FM, I'm challenging you. You have to air that video where Mrs. Asumahini's company was caught. I'm I'm just about to mention the reporter's name, but I'm leaving it to you, Joy FM. Please, air that video, that documentary, air it. Custom staff went there, they caught her and her company. They were mislabeling. Uh, this chicken as fingerlings in order to reduce tax, and she was made to pay, and other companies also paid. So you see that as for Mrs. Asumahini, it's always been her stock in trade. That's it, beat the system, evade taxes. And that ties in with the president's statement earlier on that exemptions, exemptions is our biggest problem in Ghana. So people who are close to the corridors of powers, they can get tax exemptions and all that. You see, and that quickly brings in the hotel to the president's in-law. That hotel, you see how he got big tax exemption. <laughs> so chronic capitalism, chronic capitalism. What, what, what do you, what do you say to Martin Amidu? Martin Amidu says this is hollow. It shouldn't have been done in the first place. There's no legal mandate for it. No, 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 no. Mr. Amidu, uh, I think, shot over the bar. It's a mandate. Please, I'm saying the OSP's, uh, listen, the regulations, 2374. Uh, under Revelation 5. The OSP said what well, that report is a preliminary inquiry mm. and it's provided for under Revelation 5. Do you, and do, when you, do, you think, it, do you think it's the same thing that Martin Amidu also did on Ejapa? Excellent. Ah, Sam, that's why you are such a smart lawyer. That is it. That's why he did in Ejapa. So I don't know why Mr. Amidu suddenly has uh, come to this uh, 18010. He's done a U10 to stand on the other end. <clears throat> Sam, so you know, I should mention to Mr. Amidu that please, he should go slow. Maybe in case he hasn't seen on social media, some people are saying that what he's done is beginning to sound more in terms of Konongokaya. I'm not supportive, but I'm just bringing to bear what people are saying. It would be to say a such police also having the same meaning as Konongokaya. Please, mm. I'm not supporting her, but we have to inform him that uncle, Venerable Martin Amidu, we have so much respect for him, but this particular thing, uh, we, I don't agree with him. Uh, All right. Ask yourself, mm. now Bianca, they went there with six lawyers. Six lawyers. Is it now being imputed that the lawyers are not competent? Is that the meaning? Mm. They saw it and they paid. So it's been done and dusted. So I don't see how we can come and say, oh, it shouldn't have been done. Please. We are happy as citizens that the, what do you call it? The OSP. The one million. Yeah. Yes, OSP mm. did that. And it's not just the one million. Sam, let's repeat with all the energy we can master. It's not just one million that's been saved. But the GRA, Commissioner General, God bless Amisha Daiwusu, he wrote that they should stop this discounting. They should stop from yeah. November. That's right. And you see, November 2021, he, he stopped that practice. So it means that it's not just one million we've saved, but we've saved millions. Because can you imagine how many hundreds and thousands of containers have come in since then? And also, Sam, let's repeat, a journalist who paid with his liberty, uh, Tamaklu, the publisher of WhatsApp News, he attempted to interview Mrs. Asumahini on these matters. The police hierarchy had him arrested. A very senior police officer, I understand he's even related to Mrs. Asumahini, had him arrested. So Mr. Tamakio today, OSV has vindicated him. He paid with his liberty because he was arrested. And then lost his liberty right. for a while. Mm. OSV has vindicated him. So mm. please, this report, me, I support OSV. Oh, of course, by all means, it can't be perfect, but this is not one of the occasions that will throw him under the bus. All and right. let's also repeat, Sam, mm. I think that OSP is senior to Mr. Damuan when it comes to public office. Mm. OSP carries uh, this, uh, 
uh, same terms and conditions as a court of appeal judge. That's Mr. Damwa right. is down there. The fact that he counts money, he sees money a lot, doesn't mean he's senior to OSU. So his comments have been that Well, I, I, I think what's important is that the GRA itself, as in the head of the GRE, says that they respect the OSP's office and they will continue to collaborate with it to ensure that they save money uh, for the state. Uh, I'd wanted to hear uh, Professor Lord Mensa on this also before we go, but uh, I just ran out of time. I need to let you know that uh, at 12.30 on this network, on Joy Sports, the Joy Sports, Sports team have caught a big fish. The legendary football footballer Samuel Eto'o uh, will be live in this studio at 12.30 in an interview to look ahead of the 2022 uh, FIFA World Cup. So join uh, us as Gary Al Smith interviews the legend at 12.30 today. Samuel Etofils. I can't miss that interview. Um, and as always, um, my outfit is by Habil's Couture. Uh, you can find them at a Jiringano Gate, East Legon. You can call them 0200 84 1988. 0200 84 1988. Uh, just a while ago, I was asking at the start of the show, I was asking Edwigi Tamakuru to get me uh, his designer who had been sewing his uh, political suits. Very nice political suits. Thank you. Right. Um, the now, socialist. With, yes. Uh, who, who, who's been doing that for you? Who's been sewing them for you? <laughs> Max Sterling. Max, Max what? Stallion. Okay. Yes. And he does it excellent. Well. Oh, yeah. Great. Well. As for that, <laughs> socialist no, capitalist. He's not confused. Socialist capitalist. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> there. Uh, now my guests have been uh, John Kuma, John Ampontia Kuma. He's a lawyer, and he's a deputy uh, minister of finance. Uh, Martin Pebu is also a lawyer and but, rights so activist. So yes. Uh, you know when I was the legal advisor for the legal SRC, uh -huh. he was the judicial committee member. Okay. And he was terrorizing me with his opinion. And, and, and he was the whole president for a <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> my, myself and John, yes. we, we are going to partner for the SRC <laughs> elections. All right. He ran away to be president. He <laughs> left me. All right. Uh, so, uh, also, <laughs> we've had uh, Professor Lord Mensah, who is Associate Professor of Finance and Financial Economics at the University of Ghana Business School. Um, Godwin Eduji Kujo Tameklo is lawyer and member NDC National Communications Team. Um, Samson Ladia Nyanini, this has been News File as always. Have a good afternoon. <laughs>